Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven, and I am here alone today. Jerry, my normal co-host, is at the beach, so I guess he really doesn't care about Panthers football that much. Uh, he's with his family. You know, get your priorities straight, Jerry. That's all I have to say. Uh, just kidding. Of course, Jerry deserves the, to have some time off, and um, I will be previewing the Saints at Panthers matchup this week. Um, a must-win game for the Panthers, I would say. Certainly for Matt Rule, I think. Um, you know, he's lost nine games in a row now as head coach. Team's lost nine games in a row, uh, dating back to last year, of course. So this is going to be a pretty big uh, game for the Panthers and you know Matt Rule. Baker Mayfield, I think, also needs to step up, so we'll get into it. Uh, there is a little bit of news up front here, so... The Panthers did place uh, defensive tackle Bravion Roy on IR this week, uh, short-term IR, so he should be back in a month or so. Um, but corresponding move, they signed uh, Raheem Blackshear, running back from the Bills practice squad. So you may remember Blackshear from the preseason matchup with the Bills that the Panthers had. Uh, he was really impressive. Jerry and I talked about him. In the recap of that uh, that game, and we liked him. We thought he was really shifty, uh, made some moves. He he was kind of the star of the game, I think, uh, for the Bills, especially in that game. So I like it. I like the move. They you know just straight up signed him off the practice squads. They didn't have to give up any assets or anything. They had the open roster spot. Why not? If it's a guy you like, um, but I think it does maybe give Chuba a little bit of. Concern. I would be concerned if I was Chuba. Chuba has not played well so far this season. And you bring in another running back, guy that can potentially return kicks, which has kind of been Chuba's job so far this season, or especially with uh, Andre Roberts out. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see if they do anything with Blackshear. I mean, you know, uh, a lot of the guys that they've brought in, on the offense especially, they haven't even played them. So far this year, Higgins, uh, Terrace Marshall, you know, guys that are on the team that we as fans think should probably be out there. Uh, and Matt Rule also seems to think they should probably be out there, according to his press conference. He's like, well, yeah, we need to play more than three guys at the wide receiver spot this week. Well, who, whose decision is that? Is that Matt Rule's decision? Is that Ben McAdoo's decision that Matt Rule is unaware of when it comes to game day? I, I have a feeling that Matt Rule has some say in this. So, who are you talking to, Matt? If you want the guys to play, play them. You're the coach. You're the head coach. You can do that. <laughs> you can you can say, hey, play Rashard Higgins 15 to 20 snaps this week. Put Terrace Marshall out there. Let's see if he has anything, if he can do anything for us. I think Marshall played six snaps last week with Shai Smith out for you know a handful of plays. Shai Smith comes back in. Marshall doesn't see the field again. And he didn't get targeted in any of those six snaps he played. So we still don't really know what we have with him other than what we saw in preseason last year, which would look good, but doesn't seem to be something that actually can happen in the regular season. So um, so I thought that they might bring up Davion Nixon from the practice squad, considering Bravion Roy, you know, it's the same position, but they did not. So they really... They like Bravion Nixon just enough to keep him on the practice squad, 
that seems to be about it. So, uh, unfortunate for him. But uh, that's it really for the news. So let's kind of jump into the injury reports here. Uh, for the Panthers, it's very light, luckily. Um, you know, of course, mentioned Bravion Roy on IR. So he does not show up on the injury report. The only two players that sign, show up on the injury report this week, Dante Jackson with a hamstring, limited practice, and then Christian McCaffrey just didn't play or didn't practice Wednesday because he's not going to practice every Wednesday. So they have to put him on the injury report. He will play. Uh, I think Dante Jackson will probably also play. Um, and if not, you know, we're fairly deep at that corner position, so I'm not too concerned with that. Looking at the Saints injury report, it's uh, a little more lengthy. Every one of these players is listed as a limited participant in practice on Wednesday. There's some big ones in here. Um, we'll start with cornerback Paulson Debo with an ankle. Alvin Kamara with a rib did not play last week. Ryan Ramchek with an elbow, their tackle. Traquan Smith, wide receiver with a shoulder. Taysom Hill with a rib. Uh, of course, Taysom Hill, their gadget guy. Marcus May with a rib, their safety. Jameis Winston, their starting quarterback, with a back and an ankle. Uh, and ribs, I guess. They got listed as back, but I think he broke some ribs. Uh, Adam Pretense and Deontay Hardy. Um, so, I think the real interesting pieces there, obviously, are Jameis. If he doesn't play or maybe has a short leash, then we could see Andy Dalton. And I don't know. I think I'd rather play Jameis, <laughs> honestly, than Andy Dalton. I feel like Andy Dalton, while not a great quarterback by any stretch of the imagination, I think is more consistent than Jameis. In fact, I don't even think that's a crazy thing to say. He's just more consistent than Jameis. Um, Jameis can have high, a much higher ceiling, of course. But with a little bit of injuries here, I think I'd much rather play Jameis. He had three interceptions last week. He looked pretty good week one. But last week, three interceptions kind of looked like that Jameis that we saw in Tampa Bay all those years. So be interesting to see where that goes. And of course, Kamara, if he plays, it's a whole different ball game in terms of defense and how you set up against a guy like Kamara. Um, you know, versus like Mark Ingram or whoever was going to be their their guy there. So, um, let's see. Yeah, it is Mark Ingram. Uh, so that's the injury reports uh, for the Panthers. Actually, pretty good. Uh, we stayed pretty healthy this year so far. So, <laughs> the one positive thing I guess that's happened this year is the Panthers have stayed fairly healthy. Uh, all right. So, just looking at the lines here the saints are a three-point favorite in charlotte that's pretty disrespectful for the panthers honestly but again we've looked terrible we've lost nine games in a row uh matt rule seems to be sitting duck in terms of you know getting could get, could get fired any week um baker has not looked great so far i don't We'll talk about him in a minute, but I, I don't put all that on Baker. Um, but yeah, the Saints three-point favorites in our house. That's interesting. Because I don't think the Saints are very good either, but whatever. Uh, Over-under is 40 and a half points, so Vegas does not feel like this is going to be a very high-scoring game. Um, I think I'm taking the over on that, honestly. You know, the Panthers, 
Only scored 16 last week, but we had 24 the week before. That's an average of 20 points. Uh, I think that's with starting really slow in both games. You know, and then coming out on fire, really, in the second half, at least week one. And then even week two, we came out and scored a touchdown right away in the second half. Just couldn't really do much after that. So I'm hoping that they figured out some of their some of the reason why their offense worked in the second half but hasn't worked in the first half. Obviously, you know, you come out, typically, teams will come out and they'll have the first, first 15 or so plays scripted, right? That If that's what's happening with the Panthers, and I'm assuming it is, those first 15 plays that they're scripting are bad, and they need to ditch them, throw that, throw that away, take that piece of paper, those scripts, and just chunk them, and come up with something completely different, because it has not worked at all. So, obviously, as we get into our key matchups here, I would say the first key, not even key matchup, but key point, is offensive game plan has to change. Uh, it needs, I think we need to go downfield more. Certainly need to get McCaffrey more involved early in the game in terms of running the ball or catching it out of the backfield. He doesn't have a lot of catches so far this year. That's that's where he separates himself as a running back from other running backs. Yeah, he can run between the tackles, but he is a great receiver. You know, in that draft that he was drafted, everyone was saying he is maybe the best receiver in the draft at running back. So... Get him more involved in the passing game, especially if you're only going to play three wide receivers the whole game anyway. You need more options there. <clears throat> we, I don't think we've run a four-receiver set all season long so far. In fact, I know we haven't. So we need to, you know, modernize the offense a little bit, update it, get more unpredictable. Right now, we're extremely predictable. Everyone knows exactly what we're doing. Maybe that's a result of having... Baker only here for, you know, now at this point, a couple of months or six weeks, whatever it is, and not having the whole playbook available. I don't know. It seems like they're pleased with where he is in terms of the playbook and everything. Obviously, we know that he doesn't quite have his timing down, and that takes a while, and I would expect that to take at least the first half of the season, I would say, before he is really comfortable in the offense, really comfortable with his receivers and the route running and all that stuff, um, at least to half of the season. I mean, it, that takes some time to build up. So I'm not panicking on Baker yet. He has not looked good, but I still think it was the right move to get him. And, you know, certainly, of course, with the Darnold injury, play him <laughs> over P.J. Walker. But uh, even with Darnold, I, you know, we saw Darnold last year. Like, Darnold's not, not the guy. So I don't know that Baker Mayfield is the guy either. I was hoping before the season started that we would see enough from Baker to, you know, hand him a decent contract for the next four or five years. Nothing create no $400 million or even $250 million contracts. But, you know, five years, $100 million, $120 million, something like that. I think he'd probably take that at this point. Uh, I was, so I was hoping that that might be where this season ended up, and it still may. You know, it still may. This could be the first of a 15-week winning streak. <laughs> like, who knows? Uh, 
maybe a little optimistic there, but uh, stranger things have happened. So <clears throat> that's going to be our first key point here is offensive game plan in the first half. We need to see something. They need to score more than six points. Ideally, they need to score at least 14. I'd prefer, you know, 17 to 20 points. Uh, I think that's where they need to end up. Uh, next point here is, again, if Kamara plays, but even if he doesn't, Mark Ingram is very serviceable running back. Panthers played very good run defense against Saquon Barkley and the Giants last week. You know, held Saquon to under 75 rushing yards after he absolutely blew up in week one. Uh, they, You could tell that they made a concerted effort to stop the run. And I think they did a, a pretty good job with it. Um, they, I think they're going to have to do that again this week. I mean, you know, week one was Chubb, week two was Saquon, week three could be Kamara. Those, those are three really good running backs, and Kamara has been very good against the Panthers uh, historically. So he's got that McCaffrey-ish uh, skill set where he can run the ball very effectively, but he also is a very, very good pass catcher, and they utilize him in that way unlike the Panthers so far this year with McCaffrey. So going to have to really dedicate a guy to Kamara, even if he doesn't get the ball out of the backfield, because he's very dangerous otherwise. So that's going to be step two is just take care of the run. Ideally, we keep, you know, keep him under 100 yards total rushing. They've got Taysom Hill as well, who is kind of their gadget player, can catch the ball, can run the ball, can throw the ball. So, when he's back there, and he will be back there, uh, you know, usually 15 to 20 plays a game, um, you know, got to keep an eye on him. Usually when he's out there, he could get the ball, you know, like half the time I think he's getting the ball when he's out there. So keep a good eye on him because he doesn't look like it, but he can break away. He's pretty fast, and he's got a good skill set. He's very um, shifty. He can get out of the way. He's He's really an interesting player, so... I uh, got to keep an eye on both him and Kamara and Melvin Ingram as well. Um, all right, third, third play, third key key point here. Brian Burns played really well last week, especially when he was allowed to do what he does best, which is rush the passer. They dropped him into coverage fifteen times last game. Why? Like I know. Brian Burns isn't the best run stopper, putting it to put it mildly. But I, his skill set is rushing the passer. If you're in a passing situation, why are you taking him away from what he does best, which is rushing the passer? Don't put Brian Burns into coverage 15 times a game. You want to drop him back two or three times a game like we used to do with Peppers every once in a while back in the day? That's fine. 15 times is too much. That's too much. That's, you know, that's like 20% of defensive snaps or something. It's way too much. So third key point, let Brian Burns do what he's good at and rush the passer. He had two sacks last week. Imagine if you let him rush the passer 15 more times. Could have easily been at least one more sack, probably another couple of hurries, maybe another quarterback hit. Like, who knows? But let him do what he does. Don't that's your best pass rusher. You know, arguably your best defensive player. Let him do what he's best at. What? What is... The, between 
not using McCaffrey correctly, putting Jeremy Chin all over the place and not letting him kind of settle into a position, which apparently he's kind of pissed off about, and then not playing Brian Burns in the way he is best played, not playing uh, Richard Higgins at all, TMJ, who looks like he's very, very talented, not even getting an opportunity, the stupid quarterback competition that has hindered Baker Mayfield in getting comfortable with his receivers for a few weeks. You know, we could be a couple of weeks more ahead of schedule in that. Uh, the first half game plans. Like, this coaching staff is all over the place. It is bad. It's really bad. It's becoming We're becoming a laughing stock, if we're not already there, of the NFL for our coaching. That's never where you want to be. So, anyway. Third key point there. Let Burns... Eat. Let him do what he wants to do. Uh, fourth key point here, and this maybe is the most important one. Keep the offense on the field. Figure out how to move the chains. The Panthers are averaging 55 offensive snaps for the first two games. That's not going to get it done. That is not going to get it done. You know, you need to be out there 65, 70 offensive snaps at least. And a lot of these you know, low snap count is coming in the first half. So, I, you know, I think it's going to come with getting McCaffrey the ball more in catching situations, you know, cutting him across the middle, um, catching the ball in the backfield, screen passes, things like that, things that we know work that can run, you know, they can run the ball. Unfortunately, they don't seem to really, even still, involve the tight ends that much in the passing game. You know, Ian Thomas had the one big catch in week one. Last week, I think he had one catch for 13 yards uh, and dropped a, a big pass as well. So, you know, usually teams have that nice outlet at tight end that they can get the ball to if they need four or five yards. We don't really have that. So McCaffrey has to be that guy, that, you know, possession guy. So let that happen. Uh, maybe even bring in Steven Sullivan in there. He's seems to be really athletic, seems to be a better pass catcher than either of the other tight ends, Tremble or uh, Thomas. Probably not as good of a blocker, I would imagine. That's probably why he doesn't play as much. But, you know, if you need offense, get get your best offensive players out there. Play your best guys. Play your best guys and play them at what they're best at. You know? If Bozeman is better than Elfline, put Bozeman in there. I know there's some debate about that, but we haven't seen him in a game yet. Put Bozeman in there. Um, you're going to need to help Icky. He's playing against Cam Jordan this week. That's going to be our next key point here. Cam Jordan against Icky. Uh, Icky has struggled so far in pass protection, which is not a surprise, okay? He's not a bust. I've, I've seen some people talking about that. Icky is not a bust. Not yet, at least. It's week two, or now week three, but we're through two weeks. And he's shown some highs, and he's shown some lows. He's had some very good pass-rushing downs. He's had some very, very poor pass-rushing downs. <clears throat> you know, week one, they are up against Miles Garrett. He was up against Miles Garrett by himself a lot. Um, and, yeah, he looked pretty bad. Um, week two, the Giants threw a bunch of different looks at Icky and the rest of the offensive line, and they were able to put a lot of pressure on Baker. 
So that's one of the reasons, by the way, that I think Baker, I'm not like out on Baker yet for several reasons, but one of them is the offensive line has not played very well so far. In our season preview, I mentioned that I thought it might take a few weeks for the offensive line to really come together. I like the additions that they made in the offseason, but when you're bringing in, you know, not a whole new group, but most of these guys are new, uh, especially playing together, the, the unit is certainly new, it takes a little bit of time to gel. So I'm not overly concerned about Icky or the offensive line in general. I would like for them to play better, and if we go a couple more weeks and it still looks like this, then I will become concerned. But right now, I'm not overly concerned. However, Icky against Cam Jordan, you're probably going to need to help Icky out a little bit. You know, move a tight end over there. Um, put McCaffrey on that side. McCaffrey's a very, very good blocker. So if you have to help out Icky, you know, we have the options. But it needs they need to recognize it. Coaching staff needs to recognize it as soon as they can that he that he needs help and then configure the offensive line to help him um all right so we're going to go to our beer bet of the week at this point or as jerry would say beer bet of the week i can't do it as well as jerry um all right so going back to the snaps uh we're gonna bet over under 55 offensive snaps. That's what they've been averaging so far this year. I'm going to take the over. Uh, I feel like they are going to do what NFL coaching staffs do and try and fix the problem. So I think that there will be more than 55 offensive snaps this week. Uh, Jerry is taking the under. Jerry is not very optimistic about the game this week for the Panthers. And on that note, I will go ahead and let Jerry discuss his bold predictions and game predictions this week. Hi, and this is Jerry. I am recording from the beach here to record my predictions. First off, my bold prediction of the week, I think the Panthers will rack up six sacks against New Orleans. They have been very suspect on the offensive line. They've given up four and six already, so I think six you know, help jumpstart other players besides Brian Burns, and Brian Burns will probably get two to three himself. And then I also think, unfortunately, the Panthers will drop this one. My prediction is 26-17 Saints. I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm kind of actually erring on the side of caution in my head, hopefully thinking that I'm going to be wrong. But unfortunately, this Panthers offense doesn't seem to be clicking. And I'm hoping it changes. Thank you, Jerry. Uh, All right, so Jerry thinks that we're going to get six sacks, but lose the game. Um, I think that would be difficult to do. (laughs) I think if we get six sacks, we're going to win the game. But, uh, you know, that's a bold prediction. And then it's separate from his game prediction. So my bold prediction is I think... They are finally going to get Christian McCaffrey going in the receiving game this week. I think Christian McCaffrey gets over 100 receiving yards and adds on 75 to 100 rushing yards as well. Close to 200 total yards. Maybe he gets over, maybe not. But my bold prediction is that he gets over 100 passing yards. And I do think the Panthers will win this game. 
Uh, I might be basing that on hope. I might be basing that on the fact that their starting quarterback has broken ribs and a hurt ankle. Um, and if he doesn't play, then we'll be playing Andy Dalton, who, again, is maybe more consistent but doesn't really wow you with anything. And he's also the backup quarterback. He's not going to have the same timing. He's not going to have the same you know, grasp of the offense and, and familiarity with playing with the offense uh, that Jameis would have. So uh, I'm comfortable predicting a win for the Panthers in this game. I do think that they will hit the over as well. I think the Panthers are going to win 27-21. Uh, and I'm even going to go further and say I think they're going to win on their last drive. So I think they'll be down 21-20 in the fourth quarter. They will come back. Baker will lead them down the field and get a touchdown to Rashard Higgins and catch the game-winning touchdown. All right, if this all happens, I'm definitely bringing this back. So uh, Other NFC South games this week. I did not bring that up, so let me look real quick. Sorry. All right. So we have Green Bay at Tampa Bay. That's going to be your 425 game on Fox. Uh, that should be an interesting one. You know, the two oldest quarterbacks in the league going against each other. Um, Tampa's 2-0 so far. Green Bay hasn't looked amazing at this point. Uh, they're 1-1. So probably going to figure Tampa Bay will win that one. Tampa Bay's defenses look really good. Uh, kind of disappointing. I was hoping that they might get a little old, and they may as the season goes on, but so far they've looked pretty stout, so going to take Tampa in that one. And then we've got Atlanta. Let's see. Atlanta is at Seattle, so in a very winnable game for Atlanta. Uh, it is in Seattle, but there's just kind of two bad teams playing against each other, so nothing super exciting there. Um, probably going to just pick Seattle because they're at home. Uh, against, you know, what's a, a bad Atlanta team. So, and, and it's hard to call other teams bad when the Panthers are 0-2. We're ranked dead last in many, many outlets' power rankings. Um, but, hey, I'm a Panthers fan. I don't care about the Falcons. In fact, I actively dislike the Falcons, so I'm going to pick for them to lose. Uh, and I think that is going to do it. So, everybody, please like and give us a like and subscribe on YouTube. Um, five-star comment on Apple podcast really helps us out. Uh, let your friends know, hit us up on Twitter at meal mix podcast. Uh, you can email us mailbag at mailmixpodcast.com. We will be back on Sunday after the game for the recap until then everybody stay safe out there and keep pounding. <laughs>